Hello. This is the podcast that tells stories of criminals who pose as caregivers to hurt the aging population. We have changed names, dates, and locations to protect the identities of the victims and their families. All stories are true and all deserve to be told. This is Jen. And this is Sarah. Welcome to Criminals Who Care. Well, hello, Sarah. How are you? Well, hello, Jen. How are you today? I am great. Good. It's a, it's a bit of a, a warm day it's out of so nowhere. It's Wow. Not really. It's not good. Yeah. I hate it. You know what? A lot of people like summer, and I absolutely despise summer <laughs> um, because I am just one of those people that does not do well in the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my family members and friends go to this festival every year called Bonnaroo, and it sounds like hell to me, um, where you are in a hot field, <laughs> a hot field all day, all night. A literally, it's a field. <laughs> so one day I told my family I was going to go to Bonnaroo with them, and everybody's eyes just got really wide, and they they're started like, oh, looking really? at each um... other, and they're like, uh, and I said, guys, if I actually went to Bonnaroo, would you drive separately and like put your campsite somewhere where I could never find it? And they started <laughs> laughing. They're like, yeah, probably. Oh no. But yeah, I don't, I don't do well in the heat. Yeah. Not, I don't really either. Somewhat, but yeah, I think we're on the same, the same. Yeah you know, issue with that. It's just miserable. And, and let's be honest, it's probably 70 degrees outside right now, so <laughs> it's not like it's summer. I think the thing but... is, is that it was like 30, and then it went to 70. Yeah, so it feels like summer. <laughs> okay, so this is a story that was sent in to us by okay. a listener, I think. I think it was a listener. You know, the thing is, is that whenever we get stories, I always forget to ask them if they're listeners. Um, I do send them the episode after. Yeah. And sometimes... Um, I'm well, assuming they have to be if they heard about it or they just came across our website well, and was like, yeah, I'll just submit this story. Sure. Well, because a lot of times, though, I'm part of a lot of online groups and they'll, like, discuss things with me. Mm-hmm. And then I say, if you'd like to share your story, please, like, contact me. And I'll right. send them the link to the web- to the website and the podcast. And I think that's actually how we got some listeners. Um and it's pretty cool if you ask me. Well, this is for all five of our listeners. All five. Shout out to my <laughs> mom and my dad and my three brothers. <laughs> okay. They're not really only our listeners, but... No. They're not a bunch of like bot accounts that I made to make it look like we have listeners. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sarah. No. All right. So this is about the Dawson family. Uh, Marty and Helen Dawson. And Marty, they, I love the name Marty. That's a cute name, isn't it? So they lived in the same home they had for forty-seven years. Forty-seven years. That that's awesome. Do houses stand up that long? Sarah, are you serious? My house was built in the sixties. Oh, you know, I've, I've this never building lived in is house. probably a hundred years old that we're in. Oh, see, see, I live. Okay. Oh, she lives in a high-rise building. Yeah, that's probably I've just only built ever, last year. Like, rented 
right? But you, yeah, and but here's the reason I said that. I know the houses are there, obviously. Mm-hmm. I know there's like old historic houses. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is if something has been there for 47 years, like I'm sure that there had to have been like some renovations that would have had to been done. Um, yeah. Like, but like the groundwork's still there, has a foundation, yeah. has plumbing. They just update things as time goes on and things, you know, wear out. So they've been there for 47 years, so they have a lot of memories, well, that, and that they're probably very comfortable and feel very secure and happy there, because I would if I lived there for 47 years. So Helen and Marty were both struggling with their health, and Helen had dementia. Okay. So Marty had... But they wanted to stay in their home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it seems yeah. like. This probably okay. is okay. what they're talking about. So Marty tried story. to carry for Helen the best he could, but it became too much for him. And his children and grandchildren were having a hard time being on call constantly. Yeah, that's that sounds pretty difficult. Um, so Marty could no longer drive. So getting to his and Helen's doctor's appointments was a struggle. And Marty tried using taxi services to get around, but it became just really difficult for him to manage and figure out how to get them to come to his house. So this is where Leanne, their daughter, stepped in and said, you know, Mom, Dad, it's time to hire someone. It's time to hire. Yeah, it's You time. know, it's time to hire someone to come take care of you at your house. Or you need to move into an assisted living facility. Or you can move in with me. So those are the the <laughs> options that that she gave. So Marty did not like the idea at all about living with his daughter. He was like, uh, no, 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 basically to anything. I'm not moving. I'm staying here. I've been here for 47 years. I plan to be here for he's very independent. You know, five more years, ten more years, whatever. You know, as long as he's, he's alive, like, I'm gonna stay in my house. So. I don't blame him. Well, and he's he's like, you know, even if in five years, like, my health declines, I'm still going to stay here. Like, he yeah. was going to be there until... So, I guess over end. time, he was, re, you know, reluctant, but he agreed to having someone come in and help a few days a week to get started so that, you know, Leanne was really happy. So, okay. she hired a caregiver through an agency and got everything set up. The first caregiver that they had quit after only a few weeks. So the, so the agency assigned them to a new caregiver, and her name was Jordan. And Jordan did most of the stuff she was supposed to do. Most. Most of <laughs> Okay. Typically, skipping the cleaning and would be on her phone constantly when Marty really needed help. So yeah. she watched a lot of TV with Helen and even fell asleep a few times while on the job. Oh, no, 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 no. You cannot sleep. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, and um, Marty would call her his daughter Leanne and just be like, she's on her phone again. Like, why are we paying this person to be on their phone at my house? He asked his daughter to come over and help him with something because the caregiver was, you know, worthless. She's just on her phone. Yeah, if, she, if she's not helping and she's sleeping, I would yeah. say that she's just there for a little respite herself. So Leanne, being the person who set up the, you know, the, the caregiver's, made sure, you know, she called, then requested to have a different caregiver. And the agency complied, you know, complied and said, sure, we can do that, but it will probably take a few weeks to work out the scheduling conflicts because we have someone, we don't have anyone yet, basically, for you is what they were saying in a really nice way. 
So at this point, you know, Leanne was very unhappy, but she was okay with giving the agency one more shot to work out the scheduling and get a better and more attentive caregiver. Okay, well, that that's good. And I mean, you know, it's not that caregivers as a whole, they're not bad, uh-huh. but sometimes you get a bad apple, just like sometimes... You know, you you meet someone who's really nice. Sometimes you meet someone who's really mean. And I will have to say this, that some caregivers just don't, you know, blend in well with some people they're caring for. Sometimes, you know, we've seen this personally that we'll have people who want a certain caregiver or they just don't like the caregiver that is sent to them. And they'll just say, "I, I want someone else. Or they really get attached to one caregiver and they, you know, I want that person and no one else. So then you have to make arrangements. Right. To staff that person with just that person. So I can. Yeah. And, and you know what, that, that's actually interesting. You brought that up because there are, um, in my experience, I've seen some really great caregivers and some of uh, the clients, Not this is not with Care Around the Block, this is actually just from um, some work I did years and years ago, um, they did not like this specific caregiver. But mm-hmm. then the next family would absolutely love her. Yeah. It depends on their approach. Some people are more, okay, we're going to get this, 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 and done. And they're fine with it. And yeah. some people... And that's what people want. And wanted then, to stay next to them and, you know. And, 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 you know, really, like, you know, be more of a companion. Mm-hmm. So, it real sometimes you do have to find the right fit. It, yeah. it is. I mean, it's true. And that's typically, like, up to the discretion of the agency to realize, hey, I know the personalities of my caregivers. And uh, after meeting them and going over with their care plan, I think so-and-so would be a best fit. Absolutely. So, I think it just takes a little work to kind of figure out who's going to work for who. Yeah. And there's not, it doesn't make someone a bad caregiver yeah. if they don't fit well with mm-hmm. the family, so. So, but I'm, I'm thinking that this has nothing Probably to do not. with, okay, with because that. Because I'm sleeping, I don't know, I, I don't know if that's a fireable offense. I frankly just don't know, but I do know that in the state of Georgia, if a caregiver at an assisted living facility is caught sleeping, mm-hmm. that is um, immediate termination. I don't know what the laws are for caregiving, uh, like in home. Yeah, um, I'm not going to pretend that I do, but yeah, that's very, very bad. I think situations. it's unprofessional to say the least, Absolutely. without knowing the legality <laughs> yeah. reasons. If I came in and someone was taking care of my mother and they were sleeping, I would be outraged. Oh, absolutely yeah. outraged. I would be like, are I'd be like, what else are you me? not doing if you're just sleeping? So Leanne, over the next few weeks since. She was kind of leery about the caregiver. She would stop in frequently to check in. For good reasons. Yeah, I would too. Because she was just concerned that Marty was going to fall or Helen would wander, wander off, sorry, and the caregiver might be sleeping like she was before. Yeah. <laughs> so one <laughs> afternoon, she stopped by when the caregiver wasn't there to check in. She noticed a few things. First off, Helen couldn't find her iPad. And she's like, uh, like you just had it. Like, where'd it go? Um, it was just missing, nowhere to be found, so she could not find it anywhere. And this really troubled Leanne and started to worry her parents because she figured, you know, they're probably way worse off than she really thought before with Jordan, the caregiver. So she continued to look around to see what other things might be, you know, missing or out of place. Oh she was checking the pill bottles and counting all the pills to make sure their medications had the correct amount and that they were taking them. Okay. She checked the kitchen fridge to look for moldy food. So she was looking to make sure that she's like, okay, my mom just lost her tablet. I got to see what else like yeah, that's kind of going on weird that she would lose her own iPad in her own house. Yeah. 
So let's check to see if any other things are, you know, not looking how they should. So she checked their mailbox for piles of mail and everything seemed to be in order. So okay. that's good. There was just the iPad missing. So she's like, just one little mistake. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, she was frustrated with her mom that she lost her tablet, but she also was relieved that things weren't worse. Yeah. And she just said, well, I guess the, you know, the tablet is missing and you know, her mom does have dementia, so she probably just misplaced it or left it at a doctor's appointment. Um, and we could just buy another one. No big deal. And I'm thinking an iPad is really expensive. Yeah. Like I mean, 600. but at the same time, though, if I thought that my mom, if, if I had thought of my loved one, my Asian loved one, as, as either losing one item or the thought that, oh my gosh, they're not going to be able to stay in this home that they've had mm-hmm. for 47 years. This is going to crush them. And then finding out the relief that, okay, that's not the case. Woo. Because... The last thing you want to do is hurt your loved one. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of people, I will say that um, when they say uh, putting someone in a home or whatever the saying is, um, you know, a move to even another home, even if they have their own Mm -hmm. apartment in a different building or something, or even if it's a smaller home, it can still be extremely emotional. And you don't want to be the person who is forcing... Yeah. Your parents who you love so much and you want the best for. Well, they they might be aging, but they still would like to have control over their life. Exactly. So especially um, it can be very hard when someone has dementia because you're uprooting them from their daily habits and rituals. Yeah. So it can be incredibly stressful for them to process and understand why are we doing all this? Yeah. So, and... Um, you know, someone that does, I have worked in assisted livings in the past, um, for years. And I will say that one of the most heartbreaking things, even though I knew that this was better for the, the caregiver, the, the family caregiver, the Mm -hmm. family who was caring for this person Mm -hmm. who had dementia or Alzheimer's and they were moving them into a memory care. While it was the best move for them, it was so hard because when they would leave, they would the family would start crying yeah. outside of the because the memory care unit usually has like a like a keypad. Yep, okay? and you have so to know the locked. pad to get in. Mm-hmm. So they would come outside of like the secured unit and they would just start crying and they'd be like, "I can't believe I did this to her. I promised her I'd never do this." Yeah, and I say. You are doing the best thing for you and for her and your relationship. Yeah, you're doing the best thing that you thought was right for them. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Give it a little bit of time. And if it's not right, you can make a change. Mm -hmm. There's no commitment there. Um, But the saddest thing that I've ever seen, too, is is when um, the person with Alzheimer's or dementia is staying their first night in the unit. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're so confused and they're walking around and they're trying to leave. And it's just so heartbreaking to watch. And, um, but eventually I have seen those people, um, who are crying and everything. They end up being so happy, like months down the line. Yeah. Change is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. So imagine if you have, um, you know, dementia, it's even harder, but yeah, you just have to make the right choice and it's all individual. What might be good for one family is not good for the next. Exactly. So let's get back to the story. 
So Leanne, you know, like I said, was very like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Sometimes I go off on rants. It's just who I am. (laughs) That was a good, that was a good subtopic to talk about. So Leanne, you know, like I said, was very frustrated that she lost her iPad, but she was happy to see that nothing else was missing. Right. However, she decided the next um, week that she was going to come over unannounced and just do a quick check-in. Okay. So she's, she's leery. And she just can't wait for this person to be changed to another caregiver. Right. So she's coming and doing little quick checks. And it's when um, Jordan was off work, so she couldn't be there, you know. Okay, so she wanted to come home and make sure that, like... The, the parents were truly okay without her being there the to see what was going on. on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So what she did was um, she wanted to help her parents, you know, start to downsize because they have a lot of things, and she just wanted to help them get, you know, more tidied. Um, so she started in Marty and Helen's bedroom, and she brought Helen in to help her go through some things and can just I start just say one purging thing about with her. The tidying thing mm-hmm. is um, that can also be a really good state up. Being messy, especially hoarding and aging adults, can be extremely dangerous. Oh yeah. So downsizing and becoming more of like a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Um, that can help them from falls because they're not tripping over things. They're not looking for something yeah. in the deep closet. It also can help with their mental health when their house is clean and, you know, happy and there's uh, not a lot of things and obstacles to go around and they feel like they have control over their home because it's, t- you know, it's tidy and they're not having to, where did I put the cat's, you know, food or where, I don't remember where right. I put that piece of clothing. So exactly. I think it being tidy and organizing an aging person's home to make it you know safer can do many other things besides just safety too right and if you need any tips on that there's this great netflix special out right now i don't know if you've heard of it (laughs) what's her name marie marie Kondo. oh yes and i have i've officially have started her uh, process and so it's good. Um, but I didn't follow it correctly. So um, now I just have one room in my apartment that's just full to the top of everything that I don't want. And <laughs> You're like, I've got to get rid of this. Somehow how to like figure this out. But anyways. So like I was saying, Leanne started in the bedroom and she wanted to include her mother, Helen, with her to help go through some things and see, see what we could get rid of or what we wanted to keep or what we could put in storage. Okay. So she began organizing and purging. Uh, when Leanne opened her mom's dresser drawer and found her jewelry box. She opened it and noticed that a lot of pieces were missing. Oh. I always noticed this. My grandma always put our jewelry box hidden in her top, like, drawer. You know, I do too. That's like a thing. I don't do it, but I, I noticed that my grandma always had that. Even though she had, like, a beautiful vanity, she would hide her possessions. You know, I actually do that too. You do? I, I have my, um, like, costume-type jewelry. Yeah, um, displayed in out. In a display case. It's actually in a drawer in my vanity, but it's, like, you can easily access it. But um, anything that's special to me, uh-huh. um, sentimental value, or has, like, um, you know, it's maybe McDiamond earrings or something, mm-hmm. I hide those. Okay. And listeners, I don't have diamond earrings, but if I did, <laughs> that's what I would do with it. More so, like my wedding ring when I'm not wearing it. <laughs> yeah. So she opened it and, like I said, noticed things were missing. And she's, oh my gosh, like what's going on? She asked Helen, like, where are the things that are in here that should have been in here? And she checked Helen's hands for her wedding ring and her bracelets. And Helen was not wearing any of them. And they were not oh, in her jewelry box. 
So, red flag. So, Leon continued to search the bedroom, but her mom's drooly was nowhere to be found. Oh, that is terrible. Yikes. So, at this point, Leanne became concerned. She looked in her bedroom closet where Marty liked to store cash. The box was there, but the cash was completely cleaned out. And Leanne remembered just a few weeks ago that there was cash in there. So, she... Oh, my God. Is probably... You know. I'm surprised Marty didn't even notice because I know that I know a lot of um, aging adults who really like to have that cash and they'll they'll have it like hidden. Like you know you see it like in like the coffee cans and or stuff. a shoebox under the bed. Exactly. Yeah. Or a shoebox. My grandmother did that. She always had money in a shoebox. I always thought that was interesting. She's like, I don't put it in the bank. I just <laughs> put it under my bed. I'm like, okay, grandma, that's great. <laughs> So Leanne immediately knew that it had something to do with Jordan because she was the only one that had access to the home besides the family. And no one else knew that, you know, those things would be in those areas. So she called the agency and let them know that she, you know, was worried about theft from that Jordan probably took it. And the agency expressed concern, opened an internal investigation so they had to obtain a statement from the caregiver and immediately remove the caregiver from Marty and Helen's home. That's smart. Okay, yeah. Any because problems going on, you should immediately take them yeah, out of Yeah, I mean, because let, let's say this. Let's say that she didn't steal anything. The family is still going to be very uneasy about that, so it's better just to remove her from the situation. Yeah. So Leanne... Leanne's very smart. <laughs> she sounds like she it. started looking around town, going to you know, going through the pawn shops oh, to see if maybe they've been pawned. Uh-huh. So she decided to check Craigslist and found a listing for the same make style, you know, model of Helen's tablet that she had, you know, oh, quote unquote lost. So she contacted the seller under a fake email address to make the purchase. <laughs> No. Oh, so she's like a, an investigator. I love this. Hashtag true crime. <laughs> when she showed up to the sale at the local mall parking lot, Jordan was waiting in her car at the location oh God, that they agreed to meet. Oh, okay. You know what? I am not happy that she stole from these people. But let me tell you something Leanne right now. Is like, How funny is that that she literally got caught trying to sell this woman's iPad? Back to the person who bought it. <laughs> So she stepped out of the car, snapped a photo of Jordan, the tablet, in the passenger seat, <gasps> waved, was like, bye, Felicia, and then left. Oh, my God. So she, what she did was she wanted to contact wow, the agency. Wow, that's like agent- Joe Kenda right there. Yeah, so she contacted the agency, told them what happened, emailed them the photo, said that she believes the caregiver was uh, immediately terminated after she provided evidence that Jordan took, you know, stole the iPad and was trying to sell it to people. So but they she never- think she was... Yeah, she thinks she's not exactly sure. Oh, okay. They probably didn't disclose it. Yeah. I don't know if they can do that, but. Yeah, so they never recovered Helen's wedding ring, jewelry, or any of the cash, but she did file a police report, but nothing, you know, little could be done because nothing, there was no evidence that it was taken. And Yeah. And even though she knew that that iPad was hers in that picture, like, Jordan could be like, no, this is my iPad. You can't. Unless, I mean, like, or she had to go iPad. at was great lengths. It was a tablet. Which oh, is an okay. iPad. iPad's a tablet. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, I think that you, can you track iPads? 
Yeah, if it has like an iCloud account on it and you're like very savvy. But she could have, when she bought it, she would have known the serial number that was on the back. So she could have matched it if she had the opportunity and she had that, if she knew that that information. Which not everyone would think of that. I don't own any Apple products, so that's why I didn't know. (laughs) I thought that like once you owned like an Apple phone, you could always track it. Yeah. So, what's the lesson, Sarah? Well, um, first of all, I would say hire an agency, which is what we have said all this yeah, time. Yeah, hiring an agency is the best decision. Yes, because first of all, it sounds like this agency took a lot of pressure. Okay, first of all, Marty and Helen got scammed. Leanne, upset, not happy, did not get good service. Yep. However, I don't think that from the story it sounds like it doesn't sound like it was the agency. It sounded like they had a rotten egg. Yeah, and that can happen anywhere. So. And how can you avoid that, though? Um, one thing I would say is um, make sure that the agency that you hire does a thorough background check. Yes. Um, random drug testing is always always a positive thing to do. Mm-hmm. You never want it to be positive, but yeah, it's always a good thing to do. Um, but it did, it did sound like the agency did things correct, you know. Yeah, they, they were able to, they can report it if there's elder abuse to the state. But um, there has to be solid proof if you have yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know. So, like, if you are higher, if you if you have an agency, the bottom line is that there's bad people all over and they can get through in an in a agency. But I would, I would say a thorough background check like longer than a year some places only do like a year background check or two like you need to do like five or even ten to really see what their real history is well another thing too is let's say that an agency does get a a rotten egg Mm -hmm. and that's going to happen the way that the the agency manages the caregivers and their entire staff can change that yeah because it sounded like they were on top of things um and if, a, if an agency is currently monitoring, if they are constantly, not currently, but constantly monitoring their staff and like when they show up, when they clock out, making sure that their staff is reporting back and, you know, just doing quality checks and things like that, um, that can make a big difference. Yeah, they can stop. Because you can weed out those bad eggs really fast. Yeah, very fast. And if you were using a private caregiver you would have no backup oh, you wouldn't have some no other caregiver to take their place or you wouldn't have somewhere to complain and you know tell your problem to you know I, I actually um was reading something recently about squatters rights and I don't think this has anything to do with seniors, <laughs> this has nothing but, to do but I did I remember this and I can't find the story but this was like years ago I read something about like there was this caregiver who moved into this person's home. Oh, shoot. No, no. She was a nanny. Okay. Okay. And then the family fired her because she was stealing. But she had 30 and days. so <laughs> she did refused to move out of the house. And so I'm just thinking that that's why you have an agency. You don't have a living in that house with you. Isn't that weird, though? I mean, I, yeah. would, I wouldn't want to be there, but maybe she just had some issues that she... Just maybe she just didn't care. She's like, I am not moving out of here. This is my home now. Yeah. I am the captain it's now. Very... <laughs> Woo. Okay. I couldn't deal. No. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Gosh, and I'm really sad about that wedding ring, but you know, I guess I guess it could have been a lot worse. I'm glad that they you know figured it out before it escalated to her um, hurting being them in some way. able to get into their financials as far as their banks and debit cards. Yeah. And their wills and all of that that she could wiggle her way into. But they were able to put a stop to it. While what she did was terrible and wrong, um, I'm glad it stopped there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe to us wherever you listen. And share with your friends so more of these stories can be heard. You can also follow us on social media at Caring Criminals. And until next time, don't forget, call your mom. <laughs>